1: Don't know what's happening Ooh. But this ain't what I'm about
0: It's only been a week Oh, welcome. And I'm parked outside of your house I ain't trying to creep
1: This is the Joy Clark Radio Hour and, and this is Bad Decision to go down By Chromio I'm
0: not thinking straight There's a stuttering, slurring my speech do be your slave Ooh. You got me like a doll on a leash
1: my knees <laughs> Was suggested to me by Troy. We go way back with the Chromio.
0: They really muted P on that. Yeah, they did. the The, the bassist slash keyboardist with the vocoder. They really muted him on that. Yeah, I'm okay with. That's fine.
1: Yeah, but we, I mean, I remember playing like FIFA. Listening to Chromio. <laughs> Two step. Two step. <laughs> I remember that vividly, man. I was Two step. God. Freshman year in college. Uh, what was that, Fancy Footwork? That was the album, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I love that group. And to see how they've grown, like, over the years, mm-hmm. I think they're better than they were. Though those first tracks were pretty good. Yeah. Hard they, to beat. They're better. They became better musicians. Yeah.
0: Before, you could definitely tell it was all chopped, mixed on a computer definitely all electronic. They started getting better at guitar, they started getting better at keys, and now it actually sounds like sort of a live instrumentation of things. It's pretty legit. Apparently they also just started collecting like so many different types of keyboards.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, if I had a bunch of money, I would be going to get some Moog synthesizers. Like actual Moog synths. Like the old school ones. Mm -hmm. As much as I could find. Like, I would try to find an old Lynn drum machine. That's what Prince used. I'd try to find the old classic 808, which is like on every pretty much dance hip hop song ever. Um, there are only a few of the 808s left. And you know, I watched a documentary on that actually, on the 808 machine. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, after showing like each branch of music the 808 influenced and who used it on what songs and who sampled it, uh, they finally go to the engineer who made the 808 machine. Like, where did you get that, like, unique, like, with the kick drum sound? And he goes, oh, it was, like, a surplus transistors that were defective. And so they stopped making those particular types of transistors, the factory. So we ran out of them. We can't make any more 808s. <laughs> so the ones left in existence, that's it. And it's so cool. It's, like, some piece of crap that was a mess-up in factory work for electronics, now becomes this drum machine sound. Yeah. The hiss-pop.
0: All it took was a couple of sound engineering nerds. Yeah.
1: It's amazing, too. Like, you go back through all the history of the music, and it is just a nerd in Japan who came up with those sounds. It's so... It's cool how this happens. Very, very cool. Now, I want to start off. We'll get to some out-of-touch college professors. Oh, yeah. Because... At the end of the day, I think this is like children. Yeah, I know you're full-grown middle-aged professors, but you're children. Yeah. We'll get to them, because that's a hilarious story to me. But the one that's really got me thinking today is Spotify teaming up with groups like GLAD and here, Montgomery's own Southern Poverty Law Center. And they're going to try to regulate so-called hate content in music that streams on Spotify. Hate content? Yeah, and they say it can apply to actual lyrics in a song or it can apply to an artist's personal behavior. So they took R. Kelly's music off.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty, right, pretty and terrible person. Well, Is Chris Brown's music off?
1: I don't know. I haven't checked. It should be based on like if that's the standard, that's the standard.
0: Yeah, if that means Chris Brown's music's got to go. Uh, let's see, Lost Prophets, their lead singer's a, a legitimate pedophile. That's mm. got to go. Really? Yeah. Oh
1: God. Yeah. Um, but the <sighs> the pedophile thing threw me off. Sorry, it's just yeah, it's so gross. Um, man. Yeah. No, throughout history, there's a weird. Like wasn't in Shakespeare's time, there was, what is it, pederasty? And in Greek time, it was a... Oh, that where you sort of took like a... A male mentor or you took an apprentice, and it was like some weird overtones to it. Um, But yeah, so it could be somebody's behavior that isn't in the music, or it could be the actual content of the lyrics. And I want to make clear that Spotify's a private company. that can stream whatever they damn well please. Yeah, but that that would mean that Okay, that's that's a
0: lot of classic hip-hop you can't listen to. That's, that's a lot of classic rock music you can't listen yeah. to. Although, not, I'm not classic rock in particular, but genres of what I would consider to be classic rock, like some classic old-school metal, yeah. all the way up to new-school metal.
1: A lot of stuff. Oh, there's like some... there. Are, hell, there are Blink-182 songs that could probably be pulled off. Mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah, like F the Police, NWA. Mm-hmm. Is that now? Is that a response to feeling oppressed in Los Angeles and in Compton, or is that like just because now some states have classified police officers as a protected class? So if you attack a police officer, that is not just a crime; it is also the added penalty of a hate crime.
0: One song that I really love they would have to take off, and that's "Annie Up" by M.O.P.
1: Really? Yeah. Well, and this is the Reason.com. It's a Kind of your Beltway DC Libertarian website, Uh, a lot of great content on there. But they actually went through like NWA lyrics. They went through like what some crush mop, some new metal band. It's like Mm -hmm. I want to smash your face in and kill you. Like, yeah, pretty crazy death metal stuff. I mean, in the name, it's death metal. So I mean, there's going to be there's another one I can't even say on air, but it would be construed as misogynistic. Okay not construed, it is misogynistic. I would have pull your guts out through your... Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Pretty nasty stuff that's out there, but it has over 200,000 streams.
0: Right. Which is, uh, let's see, 1,000 streams, let's just say for the sake of argument, 1,000 streams is like a dollar, so 200,000 streams.
1: Yeah. 2,000. And it's 200? just... Okay. Good luck with this Spotify, because this has been an argument going back years. Like, Camille Paglia talks about her. She always tells a story about when she was in college and talking to fellow feminists, because she considered herself a feminist that time. And they like backed her up against the wall, because she loved classic rock music. She loved bluesy, like the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. Under my thumb came up by the Rolling Stones, and they backed her into the wall and angrily, anything that is demeaning towards women is not art. And she's like, wait what? Because under my thumb is obviously like oh I've got this woman now under my thumb but if you listen to the, the song number one it sounds like he was under her thumb for a while number one relationships are messy and complicated you would hope that it's just thumb to thumb like a healthy relationship is a constant thumb war maybe snake in the grass sneaks up but you know <laughs> <laughs> like are we going to go back to stuff that's dated though? Like yeah,
0: what what's mind blowing to me is in today's world it seems in terms of people trying to control discourse, you have a couple trains of thought, and I'm always I'm I'm trying to find the underlying what's actually causing it. Yeah. So you have on both the left and the right. Oh yeah. You have you can do anything you want as long as it agrees with me. You know what I mean? oh yeah like the the whole if it's if it's misogynistic, it's not art right like you you just defined what art was, yeah, good luck with that it, it and to me, it's like, are we not allowed to feel shame anymore is 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 shame something that we're trying to wipe out? like if you make a fool of yourself and then you get mad at the person that sort of inspired you to make a fool out of yourself? Like that's on you, dude. Right. It's it's not Yeah, there's it's, a It's new- okay to feel shame. As a matter of fact, feel it, learn from it, don't make that mistake
1: again. Well, we talked about this on Friday. Um and there's a it's a comedy song. I can't remember the guy's name. Trevor something. He's in he, I know him from the whitest kids you know. Okay. But he came out with a song where it starts off or this it sounds like it's going to be this heartfelt this young girl just wants to be herself, but she claims to be like an intersexual, pansexual werewolf. No, you're not a werewolf! What happened to all the bullies? We need the bullies too. Essentially, that's the point that bullies are healthy to a certain extent. And somebody reacted to it saying like, oh, the skeptical libertarian page. Oh, now we're, uh, we're all for assault against kids, kid-on-kid kid assault. I'm like, no! It's like if you walk in and you're pretending to be a unicorn... You might get made fun of. Yeah. Like and that's I think perfectly fine.
0: Yeah. If if you if you are pretending to be a unicorn and you're okay with that, <laughs> fine. Perfect. Great. But if somebody is not okay with that and they express an opinion to you that is different from yours, like say, Hey, stop acting like a unicorn. We've got a job to do here or I'm here <laughs> to learn, all right. It is, um, this is some basic arithmetic and you're over here being a unicorn. Could you get to the TPS reports? Not cool.
1: Soon? Right? Stop stabbing people with that horn on your head? Right. Yeah.
0: It's like, just just calm down for a second, okay? <laughs> if you want to be a unicorn, that's fine. But it it's really getting in the way of you being a productive member of society. Right. Exactly. Now, I agree with the people that say that bullying is, is bad. Yeah. Because you take it too far. You can isolate people. And when you isolate people, it, it breeds certain types of thinking yes. that is incredibly unhealthy. And that unhealthy thought can influence a person, particularly a child, for the rest of their life that makes them an unproductive member of society. Now, saying this, I just realized I couched this whole argument as a productive member of society. Mm-hmm. As if everything I'm saying all hinges upon someone no. being able to produce anything in society.
1: That's not what you mean.
0: That's not what
1: I mean, but it's interesting that I say that. Hmm. It's a certain standard we hold. Right. Yeah. It's kind of... Well, that's, that's the American thing. The work ethic. The American puritan work ethic. Mm-hmm. Work and work and work. Toil, toil, toil. Uh, even if you don't make anything of yourself. It's, it's a virtuous thing to do. Well, that's inbred in Americans. And I, you look at what I do for a living. I sit and talk. Like, I'm getting paid... Not a crazy amount, but I'm getting paid to sit here and have this conversation with you. And I'm not even getting paid for it. I know. You're just hanging out. Yeah. And, like, look at the jobs we did. Like, I mean, some were actual work. But Fun Zone, at a certain point, was not. Like, we sat around Mm -hmm. and we fixed a game occasionally. Once we became game tech DJs, Mm -hmm. what were we doing? That's work? Yeah. that That was awesome. It was such a sweet gig. Mm -hmm. And then a tornado came. And then the tornado came. I better not start loving this job. Well, but I do. So bring it on. Bring it on, Zeus. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Zeus, bring it on. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, it just... I think it's a... uh, It is a slippery slope when you're trying to define like as a single company as big as spotify here's what's hateful here's what's not especially given all the definitions that are loosely thrown into that word hate is it a simple slight like oh look at her she's ugly why i think she's fat that hateful it's like no i'm not saying that she's less of a person i'm saying i'm not attracted to her
0: (laughs) sorry (laughs) <laughs> you know you're, what not, I mean? you're not saying that she's less of a person. In fact, you're pointing out that she's more of a
1: <laughs> person. Sorry, sorry. Cause uh, I don't know. And fat shaming can kind of work. Like I look at myself in the mirror, yeah, and was like, size up, man. Like, I, and some people might go too far with that. But what's interesting is I think you're right. If you somebody is perpetually just Incessantly bullied can lead to a lot of isolation, alienation, loneliness, more self-destructive behavior. They internalize all the criticisms, these sort of things. I think you also strangely get there if you never have any negative feedback. Yeah. If you're everything is always all right and anything is acceptable, you also become isolated and alienated. You have no way to reach out and connect with other people. Particularly, and, you know, we we were going to end up on
0: this topic anyway, but it happens in academia all the time. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and it's so... I don't know if you feel this way, Troy, but excuse me while I lower my voice. It is so adorable. I think it was. What's adorable? When teachers would, like, hold their authority over me. Like, I'm the teacher. I'm the one in power. Like, oh, that's cute. (laughs) That's so cute. Wait, you're going to give me a bad grade? For just because you don't like me, well, number one, that makes you a pretty crappy teacher. But number two, it's so adorable that you think you actually scare me when you're teaching me comparative politics and gender issues. Like, yeah, okay, sure, I'm here. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the tests. I'm gonna do the work. But if I disagree with you, don't try to intimidate me. It's it's not gonna work. It's so cute. And I love, excuse me, pardon me, but and sometimes teachers you, get real high, high in my, I'm a teacher.
0: Are you like, saying okay, sure. it's so cute because you're playing on the sort of inherent misogyny of saying that it's cute?
1: No, I would say that to men, too. Okay. Yeah. I, it was, no, I think it, it
0: was... It, it sounds like that would be the easiest way to upset a, particularly a female teacher if she... We're trying to hand you out grades based on what your actual opinion is. Mm. If you were to tell her, that's so cute. Right. That would be zero to 100, quickest way to make your grade even worse. No,
1: I'm thinking of men and women in my uh, (laughs) career as a student. Um, Sometimes it's good to be patronizing. Oh, definitely is. Particularly with sort of the arts. Well, I, I took several months ago a stupid BuzzFeed quiz. It was like Snap Judgment. It was like a multiple choice, and there were pictures that would show up. Mm-hmm. It's like if you wanted a teacher in college, who would you pick? One was like a picture of a dude, kind of silver fox looking dude. You know, I was about to say a bad word. Uh, Silver fox looking, you know. And, uh, you know, probably 40s, well, fairly attractive man. Then Kind of like a a woman with gorgeous not color, a little gray hair, but she's gorgeous. Who would you rather pick as a college professor? I'm going with the woman. Which they gave me points for being progressive and open-minded. Like no 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 you didn't you don't know where my mind went exactly I went to like Van Halen hot for teacher mode in my mind mm-hmm. it's like I'm still gonna learn I'll probably learn at a quicker pace so I want to impress her it's like yes I'm a good pupil no I'm a bad pupil punish me I'll stay after class oh yeah yeah. It's just, it is such a weird line where everybody's going, well, what am I allowed to do? You know what you're allowed to do? Whatever you damn well please. Mm -hmm. Again, I almost said a bad word. Mm -hmm. Whatever you damn well please, you can pretty much do, and there might be consequences. It's this whole thing, like, I have a right, he has a right, she has a right. It's like, yes, you have a right to say whatever you want, and other people have the right to say whatever they want. They have a right not to buy things from your sponsors. They have a right to do all sorts of things. As long as they're not defrauding you or being violent towards you, right, which it's is, fair game. Which is an interesting point. Did you read that article about Tidal over the weekend? No, oh, the false streaming right. numbers?
0: False streaming numbers and not paying the people mm. that are getting... You're supposed to get paid for a certain amount of streams. Yes. They're not paying those people. But they are paying, say, Jay-Z... Well, he owns a company, but yeah. Well, he sold his valuation. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, for Triple wow yeah the the, i don't know if it's the irs or whatever but someone's probably gonna someone some three-letter government organization is going to take a look at that and be like you bought this company for 56 million dollars and sold a 30-year valuation for three times that are you kidding me that's sketchy anyway they're not paying artists Mm -hmm. what they're supposed to be paid right and the artists are saying hey where's my money I got this certain number of views or streams. We'll call it streams since that encapsulates both viewing and listening. And title is saying, not our fault. And the artists are saying, how is it not your fault? And title is saying, well, we have a third-party company that's supposed to do the audit and send out the memos. And and send the audit to us of the certain number of views, and then we will pay you for that. So it's the third-party company's fault. It's not our fault.
1: Well, somebody's in breach of contract, and those artists better get paid.
0: I would rather have to deal with the BS discourse of mm. Spotify pairing up with Glad and, all, and the... SPLC right. and
1: Anti-Defamation
0: League. Than I would, with Title not paying people their rightful due. You mentioned it. You said defrauding. That's yeah. That's exactly what they're doing.
1: Well, and I would be all for those artists suing Title or that third party, wh- whomever they need to sue. Mm-hmm. Um, And they should. But that's where, on Spotify, I think it's dangerous for them just from a business standpoint. Because there are competitors like Tidal, like iTunes, Amazon Music. Pandora. Pandora. And Google. Like, everybody's got a music streaming service now. Especially this new digital modernization act they put through Congress, Trump signed makes it much easier for these startup companies that are streaming now to get licensing for all songs. Because it's a, essentially a highway where they can go, well, oh, we're going to use that song, we'll pay the rights royalties quickly. You don't have to go through all sorts of people. It, it modernizes it and, and makes it more uniform. I just think Spotify is going down a very slippery slope. Like, because there might be R. Kelly fans who say, yeah, I know he's a piece of crap, but I like his music. I like Ignition. Mm -hmm. and I want to listen to it so I'm going to go to YouTube I'm not going to go to Spotify anymore and you might piss off enough people like say in the death metal community like I'm never going to use Spotify again I'll go somewhere else they'll start losing those 200,000 streams they'll start losing revenue and those are like clear examples like when it's a supposedly a clear example of hate what if you get into like we're not going to play under my thumb by the Rolling Stones See, that's I think just like there's, why there's it's, some music out there
0: that apparently inspires hate. Right, I suppose. I don't get that from under my thumb.
1: I don't either. And what's
0: gosh? I'll, what about insane clown posse? <laughs> that's that's a strange group of people. It is
1: the juggalos. Yeah, it's a strange group. I'll pay well, to it, them, but are they? Have you ever been hurt by a juggalo? No, I've never been harmed by a juggalo. No, right let them do what
0: they want to do they yeah. drink Fago and they do a lot of weird drugs and they're they're strange people that's fine yeah but if it you know I can see where if they were like this death metal band uh basically this whole album is about the Third Reich yeah and there's a song on there about killing Jews yeah I would be like okay yeah um where is this based at what what country is this band from Okay, they're, they're German. Okay, you could literally be prosecuted Oh, in, Ge- for, in Germany for doing that, so prosecute them. Yeah. In the United States, will you get in trouble? No. You can choose not to listen. They have freedom of speech, but they don't they have do- freedom from consequences.
1: Oh, they don't. And Spotify, again, is a private company. They can do what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the, the weird thing. Well, with the SPLC, it was from here in Montgomery, they all power to them go after hate groups like neo-nazi groups white supremacist groups they go after like nation of islam they have them on there as a hate group like they like black separatist movements they have every sort of radical group uh, on their site but then they'll like wander out of that and they'll make some claim about somebody who's conservative and is 6 degrees separated from somebody else and go yo that's a hate like one guy I can't remember his name. He was on Joe Rogan's show. He grew up in Egypt. He was a he believed in Islamism, like political Islam. And but he did not believe in violence. He wasn't like Al-Qaeda. He was more like Muslim Brotherhood. But Egypt threw him in jail because of his beliefs. I, yeah. I, I, I would too. And right. So he's in jail with a lot of these hardcore terrorists and he's sort of having these conversations with these folks as he considered himself a scholar of Islam. And after several years, he gets out of jail. He is no longer a proponent of Islamism, and he doesn't crap on Islam, like, if you can get it down to its basics too much, but he is not a fan of political Islam at all. He calls it out. So he learned his lesson, so to speak. See, but after that change of heart, there's this company that does things for Europe. He was classified as a terrorist. Because he had a change of heart? No, because they didn't even they didn't believe his change of heart. So he sued them and won right. for defamation. He then comes over to the United States. He's classified as a Islamophobic bigot by the SPLC. That's a little so, backwards. So he's been labeled both a terrorist and an Islamophobe
0: by and different if, companies. If I'm that guy, I'm just I can't win with you people,
1: okay? <laughs> right. And and it's a perfect example of what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. where it's like, why can't we learn the interesting stories of people? And often these groups will take their goodwill because they've done good things and they'll overreach.
0: I wonder what he would say if you said to him it was, inshallah, God's will. Mm -hmm. If you said that to him, that it was God's will for him to be misconstrued. In think. different countries around the
1: world. I think if you asked it honestly, he sounded like a a guy who would actually take that question and run with it. Yeah. Um really great conversation. He the one I'm thinking of is him and Sam Harris on Joe Rogan's podcast. Now Sam has kind of gotten in a little Oh, yeah. The remember the old Ben Affleck thing on Bill Maher's show? And like, you're a racist is what essentially Ben Affleck said to Sam Harris. I'm like I don't agree with everything Sam Harris says, but Really? Yeah. Well, then you got guys like Jordan Peterson, where a bunch of the people
0: on the crazy part of the right are like, see, this is what we've been talking about. This is our guy now. And Jordan's like, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. Off the brakes. Well, I, I don't like you. Like, well, I, I, I might be saying things that you agree with, but I am by no means your Hierophant.
1: And that's what I love about Jordan Peterson. He's actually changed a lot of people from the so-called alt-right. Like, hey. You going like collectivist right wing is not how you fight collectivist left wing crap.
0: Well, if if you're having like a zero sum game where everything automatically becomes us versus them, the sort of the pull of the far right or the far left or extremism, the the pull of that in an us versus them scenario is much greater than saying, hey, you can have your own opinion. Mm. And there might be some things with them you agree with, there might be some things you disagree with, there might be some stuff and it's completely unrelated philosophy that you agree with mm-hmm. you don't gotta be a part of that but then in an us versus them situation I'm lonely, I'm isolated I've been bullied by the left or the right it pushes you into that group
1: well it really does and you have to think of the, the that word I I, the individual, that's Peterson's point it's like you also have to account for time because over time I can look back and I don't agree with myself
0: yeah For sure,
1: People have to give yourself room to change To set goals And if you're feeling that miserable I wrote this a while ago Politics is no antidote for the long Dark night of the soul It is not I mean It it very might be what people run to Like say my son died of a heroin overdose So I'm going to call for More stringent drug rules On opioids That's not going to make you feel better and, I mean, if you want to fight that fight, go ahead. But it's not going to bring your son back. And it actually, the irony there, the cruel irony is it might lead to more people like that. Because it pushes it more into the black market. But it's it's not a cure for your personal problems. Politics is not. And I think you're right. There are a lot of people who, you know, my life sucks for whatever reason. And I'm going to jump onto this bandwagon and give myself identity. And it's actually how you pull out of those groups. You might want to join a group. It's good to have friends. It's good to have community. But it's how you distinguish yourself from the group as an individual person. It really gives you the meaning in life.
0: Like, hey, I've been hanging out with this group of guys lately, man. They're called freegans. They're really cool. They do all of these awesome things. But I don't know if this is normal, man. They asked me to go back to this dumpster and dumpster dive. And so... If you were not isolated, you could bounce that idea off of somebody and someone would be like, look, man, freegans are kind of strange. You're dumpster diving for food. You're not paying for any food. You're just taking food that people throw away. This is a thing? Freegan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is it's a weird, weird world, Troy. I have an example of what we were talking about when we come back that involves soccer. Involves soccer? It involves soccer. Okay. It involves the DFB which is the German Football Federation, and it involves one
1: Erdogan. Oh, the president of Turkey. Well, we gotta hit this break. Let's do it to it. Listen to Chromeo tonight. This song's called, once again, Bad Decision. Not once again, Bad Decision. The name of the song is Bad Decision. I'm saying it again. I really couldn't be a music jock. I'm talking all over
0: the song. At what point does punctuation come into play when you're a music jock, though? Good point. Take
1: out all my money from the bank. Joey the bank. Clark. Take you you down the
0: corner by the rain, the rain. You're all up in my head, but I ain't even mad. You make me want to make a bad decision. Mm. I must be.
1: Joey Clark. Ooh. You love so strong, that's 100 poof. Too much of you, I ain't driving home. No, I
0: ain't spending the night alone. All
1: the time, you Yes. Troy and I are waiting for the new Chromio album in its entirety to drop. That, that is pure pop. Yeah. Oh. It's so good. It's so good. I love it. it makes me want to dance. hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, must have been mm. high when
0: I met you Is that, is that d room? Mm-hmm. Okay. It is. Dram? Dram, yeah.
1: I must have been,
0: I must have been I must have been high when I met you Oh, so good. Oh, wow. A little a little jungle house
1: kind of breakdown
0: yeah. there. We'll
1: get back a topic on in a second, folks. I must have been There it is. There's P on the vocorder. Yeah. And I'm such a sucker for that slap bass oh, in there. Yeah. Oh, it's so tasty. So good. And again, the song is called Must Have Been by Chromeo.
0: Must have been high.
1: I might have been. Um, anyway, we're talking about this crazy decisions you have to make in this weird, wild world, and in this case, of sports. Uh, The weird world at large, too. Like we're talking about how Spotify is in this because they're now taking this anti-hate, they hate hate policy. uh, You know, getting hateful content and music and artists off their streaming service. I think it's a dangerous place for them to go. Not because I like you know death metal or hateful lyrics. That's the
0: worst part of it. mm -hmm. If you dislike it, simply because it is them being able to dictate truth in a way, them being able to control what a discourse can be, if you dislike it because of that, the people that are for it in the sense that they are anti-hate will say, well, you must be for hate. For
1: hate, yes. Right. It's like, no, I want people to figure out what's hateful on their own. Yeah. Instead of it being a kind of a decision from the top where you can't even see it. Right. Because, I mark my words, stuff that is not hateful will be deemed hateful. And taken off their website, and there'll be some big controversy, and we'll probably get to talk about it. So maybe I should stop complaining. Stop com- com- complaining? What the hell was that? Oh,
0: boy. I'm going too fast, Troy. Your, your mind is two steps ahead of your mouth. Yeah, maybe I should stop complaining, because it's good for business! Well, you wear your heart on your sleeve and in your fingers, maybe it's time to put it on your tongue.
1: Oh, my... Anyway... How does this apply to soccer in particular, football, as the rest of the world knows it?
0: I saw an image today of two soccer players, uh, one of which plays for Manchester City, the other of which plays for Arsenal. These are very popular players in the the UK, in Germany, and in the Middle East and (laughs) the Muslim world. Um, going, I guess we could say going all the way up to the Caucasus because Turkey borders the Caucasus.
1: So they're very successful Muslims in the European arena thus their appeal back
0: to these, these are very good players playing in a very good league. Some might yes. argue the best league in the world These are German nationals. They're Turkish Germans They are third generation Turkish Germans So they're German citizens. They came through the German soccer systems They are on the German national team Even though technically they could play for Turkey if they wanted to. They specifically chose not to play for Turkey. They specifically chose to play for Germany. Yes. Today, there's a picture of two of them and a Turkish national named Tasun posing with Erdogan. The president of Turkey. The president of Turkey and one who notoriously of late has been sort of railing against Germany simply because he disagrees with what they're doing. Yes. This is the same Erdogan who has... Sort of turn the democracy of Turkey into something that is slowly becoming more and more Isla- conservative, Islamist caliphate. Islamist,
1: yeah. Uh, aspirations of the Ottoman
0: Empire. So, having talked about Spotify being able to control what they view as hate, if you're a soccer fan, if you're a German, hmm. and you see two German citizens who play for your country. Posing with the president of Turkey, one of those players, Ike Gundogan, is wearing a shirt that says, this is my president. Hmm. Does that upset you? And if that does upset you, what do you expect the German Football Federation to do about it? Right. The German Football Federation came out and said these players did not, quote, understand the significance of what they were doing when they posed with
1: Erdogan. I call BS. You said they need to grow a spine, but I don't have any bones. (laughs) We're just Amoebas up here. There's enough really
0: good players in Germany for them to be able to lose those two people from their national team, actually punish them in a way that Well but then it, it's the same thing as Spotify though, because if you punish them, if you say they have
1: the right to do that. Well this is but this is weird because like if say you say you can't play because of what you did in that picture. We won't took. take you to Russia. We're not going to Russia. Right. You're not on the team in that regard. Right. There would probably be a huge backlash. It would make martyrs out of those guys, and the cause that you didn't want to spotlight probably goes... The German government oh. is insulated
0: from it, though, because as far as I know, they do not... It, it, they're, they're insulated from it in the fact that the DFB, which is the German Football Federation, is not actually government-run.
1: Okay, it's in a, a private organization. Right. Like Spotify. Well, but here's the thing. Spotify just kicked off R. Kelly. I think because of that, more people are going to be listening to R. Kelly. Yeah, well, he pissed a lot of people off. He pissed on a lot of people, too. He did. He did. That's such a weird thing. Water sports? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Marco Polo. You ever played Marco Polo? Uh, In a pool? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's where you were going with water sports? Yeah. Oh, I was talking about a whole sort of... Ooh, tertiary more event. Uh,
1: more golden, golden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like my hair, like a lion's mane, top of my perfect head. So that brings us to what we mentioned at the beginning of the show: two college professors They're at some conference. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what the conference was. I don't care. I, I, for the sake of. So- Journalistic standards? <laughs> yeah.
0: I have none. This is, it's, the article you sent me is from the Chronicle. I don't, I don't know anything about the Chronicle.
1: The Chronicle of Higher Education, I believe.
0: Mm. The Annual Meeting of
1: International Studies Association. I'm already falling asleep. But anyway, there is one male professor in an elevator that's packed with a bunch of people. From this conference, from this conference, bunch of professors, bunch of eggheads, mm-hmm. and uh, four eyes, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch a- of nerds. <laughs> let's let's
0: let's isolate oh. these already isolated people. Uh, no.
1: And so they're in a crowded elevator. I think one or two of the people, maybe three, are women. One in particular is a certain female professor. She is. Offering to
0: press floor buttons on the elevator. Have you ever done that? Gone in an elevator and you've been the guy. You're next right next to, the to buttons, it. Yeah. And it's like, hey, where are you going? Well, not for nothing, but I'm going up the floor. Well,
1: oh, and the polite thing to do is where are you going? Yeah. 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 Going the, the, I'm the, the assuming
0: everybody in an elevator automatically comes from the Bronx.
1: Yeah. Fourth floor. Or, or Queens. Yeah. You sure you want to go to the F and fourth floor? Yeah. Yeah. Take me up to the fourth oh, right. floor. All right. Right. You got some pizza? We'll the, let's, let's go get the pizza on the fourth floor. Let's, let's go get a pie, bud. Uh, and so she asks the people in the elevator, What floor would you like to go to? And one of the male professors in the elevator says, The ladies' lingerie department, please. Just a terrible dad joke. I've actually, terrible. apparently, the,
0: the article seems to insinuate that this is a very popular joke. Right. But I don't think it's, it's something
1: from, that professors would find funny. It is not
0: something <laughs> from our
1: generation. I've no. never heard a joke like this in my life. But apparently, it's a joke at academic conferences where you're like the sporting department, please. Yeah,
0: you just you just name a random department, and he happened to say the ladies' lingerie part department.
1: To which I don't know if the joke landed or not. Apparently,
0: there were chuckles in the
1: elevator. Yeah, and that's really all you should get for that joke is a little bit of. it <laughs> sound like Vern Lundquist back when he was broadcasting. <laughs> a few whiskeys and <laughs> Gary, you're so funny. The story gets more interesting. You think it's an innocent little joke? That lady's offended. The female professor. She's offended. She's so offended that she send him, like, a nasty note saying you need to apologize? Did she take it up with him right there? Nope. What did she do? After they walked
0: out, the woman standing next to me turned to me and said, I wonder if we should have told them that is no longer acceptable to make these jokes, she said in her complaint. So she writes a complaint to the organization that was sort of running this conference. She writes a complaint.
1: And they take it
0: seriously? Yeah. There is apparently in this conference, this international studies conference or whatever it's called, is there's like a an arm of this conference that specifically deals with the, the bylaws of the organization and, and how to carry out oh God. punishments.
1: Bylaws. Oh, so God. she
0: writes a complaint to them. Uh, Sharoni, who wrote in her complaint that she has experienced sexual harassment in academia in the past and was shaken by the incident, said that it took her a while to figure out what Lebo thought it was funny to quote to make a reference to men shopping for lingerie while attending an academic conference. I'm still trying to come to terms with the fact that we froze and did not confront him. End quote. She wrote. (sighs) So she brought up the association's code of conduct in her complaint. They determined that this guy violated the code of
1: conduct. By saying ladies lingerie department, please. Mm-hmm.
0: So they asked, the, the Chronicle asked Lebo, he said, so I, I wrote her an email apologizing, although it wasn't really an apology. It was more like one of those, sorry if you're offended right kind of things, which
1: probably not the best move on his part. Probably not for political reasons. Right. Yeah. But if
0: if you make a joke and someone doesn't laugh at it, fine. All yeah. of a sudden they're offended at it and they want you to apologize? I don't know. Maybe it's a pet peeve for him not to apologize. They're not even at the same college. He says when he was young in the 1950s, it was a standard gag line to ask the elevator operator for the hardware or lingerie department as though one were in a department store. <laughs> he says, quote, Like you... This is the gentleman, or rather, the the surly individual who said he wanted to go to the ladies' lingerie department. He said, quote, like you, I am strongly opposed to the exploitation, coercion, or humiliation of women. As such evils continue, it seems to me to make sense to direct our attention to real offenses, not those that are imagined or marginal. By making a complaint to ISA that I consider frivolous, and I expect will be judged this way by the Ethics Committee, you may be directing time and effort away from the real offenses that trouble us both. It turns out, that's not the way the association read the matter. Boyer informed Lebo that his remarks had been deemed offensive and inappropriate, even, and even more serious violation than the elevator remarks, Boyer wrote, was that quote, that you chose to reach out to Professor Sharoni and termed
1: her complaint frivolous. It is frivolous. Yeah. It is frivolous. There are serious things going on in this world. The guy's got a point. But here's my actual hope. We're pretty much out of time. Is that The more petty it becomes, it actually shows things are getting better.
0: If that is something people are willing to focus their time and effort to, either they're so out of touch with reality that there's no hope for them, or things in life are so good